I love this food. Thank y'all. You mess up with your brother, man. Man down, where you from, nigga? Man, go got that dick feature. Fuck you. He ripped that bitch though. He did. He really ripped that bitch. My friend got up there from the school boy. He did boozy. He did boozy. A touchdown body, eleven forty. It was a dude in two cars. That's hilarious. This past one. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. That's funny. Yep, that's that's funny. He on a schoolboy in my room. Mm. What song he did? White <laughs> Minute. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. Even better. It wasn't that. It was. When I said it like first. Yeah, I'm with this rap karaoke in Baton Rouge or in New Orleans? Oh, he, he did the one in Baton, Baton Rouge. Rouge. Yeah. All right. Oh, uh, that was what the night after. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the one he was with, Friday. Was it Friday? Yeah. Know or was it Saturday? It was, I think it was Friday. It was Friday. It was Friday. Yeah. It was Friday. Stop. Why don't you know today is Monday? Today Monday. That's right. It's the first day of me. All right. There we go. It's uh, the first of the month. So catch your checks and move on. I'm going to cut all that out your bitch. I'm just playing. I didn't uh, even uh, say action. You just, sure, you just make sure you don't go. Read that. Is it on? It was Is it on? So fucking nasty. Is it on? Paige, we been rolling, baby. Oh, rolling? Yeah, we saw you turn that corner. Yes. Like recording the show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just call like that. Oh my God, y'all lying. We are been on. That red light? Yeah, we been on. Oh, come on. I gotta get focused. You eating that corner? You eating that corner like this? Cartoon style. Seriously, Jace? You get my real. You serious, Jarrell? Can I get up? Why not? Oh, sure, sure. Make myself no, a drink. Sure. You gotta talk in the mic this time too, man. Yo, yo, yo! What it is? What it do? We live from Taste Lounge. This is the Family Meal Podcast, and we got a special guest. Um, T told me not to make it loud, so I ain't do a lot. I apologize. I don't know why that always happened right there, but anyway, um, we got a special guest. Um, and I guess I should say, uh, in in light of of, in, I guess in celebration of, and you know, just us showing our respects to, showing love to, you know, Women's Day and Women's Month. Um, for the girls, for the ladies. Period. Period. <laughs> Um, we got you know we gonna we gonna bring the ladies through. Uh, we gonna do this all month long. Uh, you feel me? <laughs> hey, it, next it is episode what it we're is. gonna kick you guys off, and it's gonna be me and a girl. That's probably okay. not gonna happen. That won't be a bad you know deal. Listen, that means I gotta, don't really believe in women. You know, for Women's Month, y'all if can you don't want to take a y'all can take seat. your shirts off. No. Put on some aprons. So our Sir. special guest exactly. is Paige. That's so uh, Paigeisha, you heard. Oh my God. Uh, paper p-a-p-r you know what i'm saying she got a real dope soul um if i might say so myself she cool people that was also a plug yes, you know was. what i'm saying it's kind of like a double entendre don't even but anyway uh we got Paige. you know what i'm saying we're gonna chop it up with Paige. get a little get, get to know her a little bit better or just or just in general you feel me um we sitting over uh, some tacos. Tacos. We, we we changed the day of tacos. It's not Taco Tuesday any longer. 
Thank you. Monday? Taco Monday? Taco Monday. Why are yeah. we having tacos? It's my fave. We got scrimp tacos. Mm. We got fish tacos. Mm. We got chicken tacos. Oh. We got people de gallo. We got elote. Hey. Heard I say that? Yeah. Elote. Let me find out. You just found You're out. You're the beast of Mexico. Oh. Oh. Salvador. Let me find out. Anyway. Anyway. So, uh, Paige, say hey. Hi, you know. everyone. Um. <laughs> Loosen up, Paige. I'm Paige Allen um, of Paige Allen Public Relations. I do PR for a few people, artists, entertainers primarily, a couple of nonprofits. I also um, started Dope Soul, it's an entertainment company. I do a small concert every last Tuesday of the month that features an independent artist with live music. So, you know, just some fun things going on. A little bit here, a little bit there. Paige, I'm so sorry to interrupt you, but this motherfucker is going to wait till our guest starts talking to get up and move plates. Can you pull your guest agenda? Yeah, since you're doing all of this. Ken and Cram. Thank you. I'm, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. I see why you had, a, I see why you had another light skin at the time. I see why. This one just fucked it up. I knew it was going to be something because when I got here, when I got here, he was dressed in his podcast post already. I knew, oh, I knew he was going to be with the shits today. Thank you, Brenda. He had on his all black, he on regular shoes. I knew he was, he was ready to be with the shits. And lo and behold, I'm only light skin on the surface. Mm-hmm. This is true. Angela, <laughs> in the inside, yet again, he's a 67 year old woman. A black See the pool. Dog skin. Yes, finger curls. Finger waves. Period. Period. Ain't nothing wrong finger with that. Finger curls. <laughs> Dog. Why did we ever expose him to things like this? Before the podcast, he knew nothing. Hey. Thank you, T. You keep me young. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so, Paige. Oh, goodness grief. So how how long have you been uh, into public relations? And I guess what was your what inspired you to go that route? Okay, so um, I think back in college, I was a part of a performance group called Po People, putting out expressive people, um, and we put on shows. And even though I was a performer or an entertainer at that time, I was the one tasked with putting the shows together. Um, when we performed out of town or went on our little mini little trips or tours, I was the one that was tasked with putting all that together. I was the one that had to publicize all the events and get everybody bucked up to come. You know, so I found a passion um, at that point. And it's something that I kind of just never stopped doing in some way, shape, or form. Um, even when I started just working and focusing on moving up the corporate ladder, I was able to get jobs in marketing and things that would lend to my skill level and what I was trying to do as far as events and entertainment. So I kind of just coupled, coupled it all together, my experience with both. And um, I think I've been doing PR 
officially for about three years now, and I've been working for myself doing PR full-time for about a year and a half now. So kind of, I guess, what what are some of the, what are some of the struggles in that, what are some of the struggles you face, like, I guess, as a black woman in, in public relations? Well, well, as a black woman, that's a... I mean, that's everyday struggle. Yes, that that's the everyday struggle. Um, I would really have to unpack being a black woman in public relations, you know, because it's like I'm a black woman every day. So the things that might be black woman specific, I might not even notice because I've been living this life, you know, and overcoming obstacles and things of that nature. But I can say one of the hardest struggles in public relations especially in this area where you have um, just a lot of people that are getting serious about entertainment. Um, It's people understanding the need um, for a public relations um, representative or why to invest in one. I think that's the main struggle. Um, If you are in cities um, that are more... Like bigger cities? Or cities that are more entertainment big. You know, like like your New Yorks, your Atlantas, your LAs. Everybody knows that they need PR, right? Yeah, because no, they're there too. They're, that's what they're there for. A lot of people have. So New Orleans, that culture is coming. We've always had like this local entertainment culture that was strong. Um, but now we have more... Uh, I feel like it's it's more business focused now and it's just people are starting to really see the need like oh PR yeah we need that. Do you think like ex like in the past who were who we thought like they don't make it because mm-hmm. of the honest talent if they would have PR do you think that they would have Absolutely. Um yeah, um, it's it's a, it's a it's a combination of having the right PR and the right management to know when it's your wave and when to ride your wave. You know, I think it's a lot of people that's probably have come up in the city that might have been in the wave and took it for granted. You know, like just they don't know what to do with the little exposure. Like they might get um, discouraged because they plan a show and only twenty people in the audience, but they don't know that the point is to pack the room and to grab the footage and to put it out there and let the world know that you working you know and if people see that then it's coming you know so it's like it's just that type of thing like really taking it serious and knowing what it takes like and knowing that it's just a process and um it's all about living and breathing it and putting it out there and letting relating to the public that's what public relations is relating to the public so if you're not putting it out there constantly let people know what you're doing at whatever scale taking it seriously you're not gonna hit no i feel it i feel it because i think people just started getting serious with like getting managers yeah it was very rare yeah you know, I'm acting, this is my manager, I talk, you know, to my manager. So I think, like, of course, PR, like, that's the next thing. Any, you know, any business, people start a business and you'll ask, like, you know, you have a, 
power of attorney. And mm-hmm. like, what? Yeah, yeah, I need it. Like, yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel what you're saying. I think a lot of it also goes even in New Orleans with our city being so small. We're just used to having those close relationships. And a lot of times, just second nature, you see people put that paperwork to the back burner or put those official documents or that official representation, you know, because it's like, I know your people. Even if I don't know you, you tell me what high school you went to. I you know in. 50 right, people right. you know. Like, I could, you know, so you, you're just like, all right, like, I know who you are, but now you have so many people moving into the city you know and so so it's just the culture is changing and you gotta be ready you gotta have that paperwork ready your representation have to be on like it's real out here now it's not like mom and pop New Orleans no more you know it's growing and you just have to like be ready they'll come take it from you absolutely for real like absolutely so what's your focus in PR like is it strict like more so music or is it my focus is entertainment in general um, so anybody that can get booked, that's who I'm focusing on. So primarily musicians, singers, mm-hmm. um, with live music primarily because, and that's, that's another story about, um, live entertainment, but, um, live musicians, because they're more likely to get booked anywhere. Cause you have venues dedicated specifically to live music so my focus um is live music i work with comedians i also work with rappers um but i like my rappers to have a vision of being live that's another thing that um is my focus with dope soul the um the event company that i have is just pushing live music you know so that i, I would say that's my main focus um, I have a lot of experience in nonprofits, and that's what really paid, like, pays the bills or paid the bills at one point. Just contracts with nonprofits and doing events and outreach, you know, and public relations and social media for them. But the focus, the in the dream is entertainment. So when you say like rappers performing live, like, elaborate on that because I guess to my understanding. That's how you make your money like, right. to go on tour, this and that. So in my mind, if I'm a rapper, like I want to perform live. So when you say like performing live, would you, I guess, Ooh, what you mean in that I feel aspect? like I'm about to drop say, some gems right like, now. Like live as You know, in- and I charge a consultant fee, <laughs> but I feel like I'm about to drop some gems. So because when I think like, so when I think of live and you tell me if this is totally not what you like thinking about when i think of somebody performing live and like a rapper i think of a band i think of like a kendrick lamar because he pretty much he performs live mm-hmm. like it's the music but he has a band back in him like you know mm-hmm. things like that inter uh, you know artists mm-hmm. and live instruments and all yes. of that not just getting on the stage yes. and having a dj and performing yes, live absolutely um just being in the city of new orleans and i can honestly say that it's this is a different city than any other city you know but even on a nationwide scale if you listen to rap or hip-hop um live musical instruments are being brought back into the forefront mm-hmm. of live of, of of sets and of music recording um i think especially in this city oh I, I charge a consultation fee i'm gonna I'm stop talking after a certain point but i'm gonna Ooh. tell you this venues in new orleans are live music venues New Orleans is a live music city, has been that for hundreds of years. So if you are doing any form of music and you are not performing live, you are not going to get booked 
in New Orleans. That's why so many people get discouraged because <laughs> the, the industry is here. People come here to hear music. There is literally a place to book you and to perform every single night of the week, a whole street dedicated to it, you know, but you, you, you're not even thinking of that. And I'm going to stop there. I charge a $20 consultation. Fee what's, what's, you your, like, what's your Instagram? So they go, you know, Instagram when they Instagram is page Allen PR P A I G E A L L Y N P R. And my other Instagram is dope. Soul D E A U X P dot soul S O U L. And you'll see some of, um, the live show footage that I'm talking about in the tiny concerts that I do, um, in the city every last Tuesday. Cause you know, if the people, you know, if they won't come pay you for the yeah. gems that you yeah, absolutely. gonna drop and let absolutely. them know and get them put on the map. I do pop-up consultations about once a week where I set up in a restaurant. So all you gotta do is look at my Instagram story first thing in the morning or something and I'll say, I'm at this place. I'll be there for about four to five hours just working and I charge $20 an hour so you can come pop up on me, sit in, and we could do a brainstorming session. You know, I could kind of guide you, give you some advice um, on what you wanna do real quick if you wanna do it that way. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I do. I'm sure people do come. Yes. Do you? Yes. I started doing it just by mistake. I'm like, all right, I'm here. You know, I'm on Instagram. Like, I'm trying to like just let people know what I'm doing more since I'm not as behind the scenes anymore. I'm like more in front. Um, so I just started trying to be more active on social media. So I'm like, all right, I'm at this coffee shop anyway, using their Wi-Fi and taking <laughs> up the internet. Um, I'm Might posting well. that I'm at the. I'm posting that I'm at the coffee shop. So people know I'm doing stuff, you know. <laughs> so come pull up on me. Like I, I could work. Like you know, we could brainstorm. I can consult. I could give some advice. I could drop some gems, you know. So and the way things are set up now, cash app, square cash, Venmo, all oh, this. Like yeah, pull up. Easy. Let's let's do this. It's nothing. So. Do you get a mixture of people to come? Like people that just started out, people that's been in the game. People, like See, I get a mixture of people. Last week I just had like an Asian guy who plays guitar and. And does music like Anderson Peck, and he was from Oakland. <laughs> like, yes. Like, I was like, whoa. I pulled up and I was like, whoa. Like, it's lit. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's cool. It's cool, and I get a, a, a little bit of everybody. Um, the good thing is, it's like no matter what level or what skill level you're on, everybody needs help, and it's always fun to like get people who are really, really serious on a base level where it's like, dang, I don't even feel like your music that good, but you real serious to what you're trying to pay representation. <laughs> I'm about to Wait. make, like, we about to, we about to, I believe in this. Like, we Wait. about to push forward. <laughs> Wait. So when, you, wait, <laughs> so when you do have people like that, like, what, like what do you tell these people? Like, you're not. Um, yeah, I'm messing with you. I, I really, I'm feeling your vibes and your energy, but this is not for you. You know what? Um, I feel like I had to get to a point where I had to stop thinking like that. If you listen to music now. What we got out here? Let's try it. Come on. <laughs> Anything could happen for anybody. Don't kill a dream, especially when it comes to PR. The powerful thing about PR is not about your talent. It's about making you a wave. You know, can we get people on board? And that's what music has become. Music has become a PR game. Music has become a popularity contest. That's why I'm next. You Absolutely. know, you know I mean? <laughs> 
You package it right. You package it right. You could sing the theme song of SpongeBob SquarePants and and, and wave right quick. Are you ready, kids? <laughs> For real. You really could do it because you're a big clown. Are you captain? Are you captain? You really could do it. I'm sick of your shit. So I guess let's speak. Uh, talk to me or talk to us rather about Dope Soul. Um, your Dope Soul Tuesdays. Um, and I guess the vision behind that and what 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 that consists of. What's a Dope Soul Tuesday event like? What, what could we expect? You know, from your perspective, going into a Dope Soul event. Okay, so with the Dope Soul Tuesday, I like to say it's a tiny concert with a lot of flavor. Like the reason I keep the concert intimate is because. I want every artist that performs or every person involved to leave with real fans. So if I do a concert and 40 people show up, I want you to leave with 40 new followers, 40 new people that's going to download your music, you know, 40 new people that know exactly who you are, no questions about it. And that's the purpose of an intimate show. Like I said, a few, um, a few moments before, it's not about, um, it's, it's about filling the room. It's about putting the vibe out there. It's about getting people to really appreciate you. So rather than me doing um, like a showcase where I have 10 artists performing, each Dope Soul Tuesday, I feature one musical act. I feature one chef. And I feature one DJ. So the DJ, how the night goes, the DJ does a curated set that um, kind of matches the vibe that the feature musical acts, their whatever their music is. You know that 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 DJ set will kind of go with that vibe. So the it's kind of a consistent vibe the whole night. And the food, um, it's always something fresh. You know, it's always a chef that. Um, just deserves for people to know exactly what they're doing, you know? And so that's just what it's about. Like, I feature a DJ, chef, musical act. Everybody gets that time. The DJ gets, like, a 30, 35-minute set. The musical act gets about a 40-minute set. The chef gets time to talk like top chef. They get in front of the audience. They present their dish, tell them, um, you know, exactly what they're serving, where to follow him, um, the whole nine. So, and each time that I've done it, I can say that the the vision of everybody leaving with 40 new followers and 40 new supporters is hit every time. Like, I've watched um, just people form their own relationships in just this short time or um, somebody in the audience use a DJ for something or somebody text me like, hey, who that girl is that made them salmon sliders um, for Dope Soul? I want her to... So that, that, that's always cool and that's the point um, of that particular event. And so Chef Super, Desmond, he's going to be featuring for the next Dope Soul on March 26th. What? Okay. Last yep. Tuesday. Yep. I'm about to come through. <laughs> I'm really nervous. God damn. I, was, I knew what was happening, but the way you did it, that's what You're already going to be sweating, nigga. That's what you do anyway. You yeah, sweat. I ain't even start sweating this A time. Lot. I didn't sweat this time. You've been, you been at my little dog for like the past month. <sighs> <laughs> Don't make me. Don't make me be at you. I'm just. You sit back and you relax. I'm just. That's what you do. That's what you do. Don't make me start on you. Whatever. Hey. Jeez, bro. A lot of hostility, Pop. (sighs) That's what happens when you turn thirty. You get angry. 
Well, you were, you wasn't thirty before, and you still was. That was the reflection of thirty. That was. I could get another coming. coin on. Yeah. Bro. Oh yeah. This you know what I mean? About to get this coin. They about to see you, huh? About to see you. Okay. Oh, this. Coin, baby. This coin is so good. Oh, this one. Third. Hey. Okay. You come three, come Third. five. You come three, come five. Bang bang. Yo. You gotta eat that one too. Basically. Huh? Don't try to Four. expose me on. Y'all exposing me. Y'all really exposing me right now. And <laughs> all exposed. This con is good, baby. She probably knocked it on her own purpose. Like if I knock it down, then I just gotta take it. Huh? I don't know. I see what she's trying to do. Mm-hmm. She's trying to be like them people that eat on camera. You know people that get paid? Yeah, that's what she trying to do. ASMR. That's disgusting. Look, don't, we, that's not the podcast for that. It's her job. It's her job. Stop, it's not the podcast. That's what they be doing. You ever seen one of the videos? I never watched It's disgusting. They be eating pickle. Every. Oh, one time, oh, I should do one and I'm going to eat ramen noodles. No, mama noodles. It's disgusting. That's what I'm going to do. It's soothing, though. I enjoy it. I to watch it? enjoy it. Just listen to it. You're supposed to close your eyes. To me, it sounds like a porno. Are you really? You really? People, yeah. It's really a, like, it's, it, yeah, it's a thing. It's therapy. It's like sound therapy. Yeah. Or to listen to somebody eat. Shoot. Yeah. Don't look at it. Close your eyes. You ever like, you ever like listening to somebody? It sounds like, it sounds like porn to me. Oh, my God. I mean, shoot, I used you ever like the sound of somebody chewing ice. I just clicked the fuck out on the last episode of the podcast talking about somebody chewing ice. No, we not going to do It's the way that people do it. They just... All that, they, it just be too much for me. It's too much for me. That's weird. <laughs> it is. It's just too much for me. It is. I'm just playing. I don't listen to him for real, y'all. I was just kidding. She said You ain't gotta lie. She is serious. <laughs> you eating yeah. how they eat it, so I know you've been watching it. That's exactly how they be looking. Leading up to uh, the new season, hmm. y'all come out. That's interesting. You gonna watch it tonight? What? One of the videos. Yeah, and I'm gonna close my eyes. Yeah. Text me and tell me how it went. I would realize it's listening. You might like it. He probably is. It's, would, it's so, you tell me if it sounds like porn to you, because it sounds like porn to me. I would commit suicide. How, would it how does like it sound porn? like porn? Because the way they no, the way they're porn, eating. You listening to people moan. That's it, the way they eating it is pretty much how they do. Like, mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I put that on everything. I can't wait till you go watch one. Do you I know sh- that people moaning moaning are called like copious sounds or something? Like it's it's like mating sounds that have to happen. It's like um monkeys do it. <laughs> monkeys it's, moan? It's, it's a mating sound. It's, it's, it's a mating sound. So the whole like you know, like the herb herbal essence commercial, like that's that's scientific. That's called like I'm sure it is like a mating sound that sure. happens Watch. when we mate. It's human this beings. Is, this is what just, we ain't gonna talk about no more after this. But so I want you all the people to that hold their moans in, y'all going against nat- what's natural, is all I'm saying. I, I want you to listen to it and text me tonight after you I listen will. to it. I will. All right. And what are these things called? ASMR videos. ASMR videos. What does yes. that stand for? Something, sound, something, something. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.
Man, I can't. Okay. I cannot. I'm about to get a real drink. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. I'm about to get a real drink. At the taste lounge, what you mean? We at the taste lounge, at the taste lounge, at the taste lounge, and it's going down. We at the taste lounge, at the taste lounge, at the taste lounge, and it's going down. We at the taste lounge. You gotta listen to the podcast. If you know you're not supposed to be doing this. Ask yourself accordingly. What I'm supposed to All the mics gonna be boom, 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 boom. Yeah, you're gonna have a scooby all over the place. First of all, and y'all made tacos, like, bro. Well. <laughs> yeah, I got to prep y'all, yes. <laughs> y'all, y'all made tacos, well, made up in that home. Everybody, yeah, everybody else was just, I don't know what just happened. I'm sorry. I don't know she just started a bounce beat. She did. She live did entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> she done had like eight cones. She don't know how to act. So you want to do all women tea? Y'all yes. like. Yep. Period. Period. <laughs> oh my girls. We at the taste lounge. At the taste lounge. She ran it back. At the taste lounge. And look at him. Look at his dumb ass over there. He talking about. What's going on today? Yeah, that's kind of smooth. Look. Down at the taste lounge, baby. I Y'all know why they connected because they both make a lot of noise. He's been making a lot of noise. Ooh, you heard him? Like all sorts. I be making noise. You. That bring all the boys to the yard. Oh, you thought I was done, huh? When I oh, I thought you. I thought you do PR for other artists, not yourself. Huh? Cause she over, she over rapping, talking about. Oh, you thought I was done. She's trying to get signed. <laughs> trying to PR herself. Girl, we I'm got just, that kind of listenership. Yeah. I'm just having fun. <laughs> we can't get you no deal, sis. I'm just, I'm just okay, having fun. We trying to get fun. a deal first. We hey. gotta, we gotta get one first, hey. and then we could try. We at that taste now. At that taste now. You not that's gonna, you are not making our theme song. <laughs> I see what she's trying to do. She's trying to make the theme song. Plug it. She's trying to ask what's. We gotta when we blow up, she's trying to. Yeah. That bit catch it. We got that theme smile. That theme But you can't say that because oh, when man. we blow up, we won't be filming out of the taste smile. Nah, we probably won't. And it's going down. Well, right now, we got the taste smile. She heard me. All right. Well, this interview's over. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Usually I do that. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You act up. I know. You act up. I'm chilling now. She been acting up since I saw her at Mardi Gras. That girl. Last, a week me, ago. That girl told me just be yourself. That's what she said. I did, but then you over there coaching yourself on what you gonna say. She was talking to herself. No. And then, exposure? What? She, I thought I was coming to get good exposure, but I'm getting maximum exposure in this bitch. She was over there. She, she looking at me. She looking at me when she turning this way, talking about. No, talking about no, I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. So you talking to me? Who are you talking to? Oh, I'm just saying what I should say and what I shouldn't say. She was like getting her Issa on before, bro. Bro, over there prepping herself. Oh, you gonna kill this shit? <laughs> yes, yes, bitch. This is all Media you. Media preps. I said, who are you talking to? Oh, just myself. <laughs> In the mirror, like I'm on a family meal podcast. About to eat a whole lot of corn. A woman's scorn. A star is born. Well, oh, I got it. Wow. I don't. Oh. <laughs> no, this is awful. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Well, I gotta be a mummy's tongue. It's just rhyme. I just, I don't know. I say uh, Miguel Adorn, too. This is awful. <laughs> this is what y'all.
I did when y'all met for five hours. No, it was serious. It was like, yeah, it, was, it was like, it was, it was serious really, business. Like, like, it was crazy. Like, a serious boom, consultation. Boom, boom. It was until a like the last hour and then she I lost on the last hour. How? Oh, man. Well, then she got an hour. We lost her in the last 30 minutes. How she you? only gave a 30 minute interview. Then she said, the We have to taste it. It's about to go down. Vockery do. The Hennessy started coming early. That's why. Guess who's back? Right? Adam, you're going to have to silence that. Who is that? Who had ESPN? That's what it do sound like ESPN. It turned off. That circle. Better I still gotta plug him in. Family meal pack. One of these podcasts, we gonna run this joint and have to do cuts. I ain't know, even edits. tripping. If the Super like Dome could shut down on the on Beyonce, the camera could shut down at the Taste Lounge. What? You can edit that out. <laughs> I'm gonna start the you podcast. You can edit with that, that out before. Give me a timestamp on that. I'm gonna start the podcast off with that sound clip. Give me a timestamp on that. What's the time right now? That's the, that should be the second clip. That's the bruh. second or third clip. There we go. We gonna start the podcast off with that right there. And then I'm gonna say, yo, 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 what it is, what it do. I don't know where we at right now. Matter of fact, I know exactly where we at. I'm gonna plug in. We had to take slouch. We had to take slouch. <laughs> Yeah, the taste lounge. So last week, well, this past Tuesday was Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Um, Fat Tuesday. Um, it was eventful. There was some shit that took place though. I don't know if y'all saw. Um, like a just like this massive fucking brawl that took place at Shamrock. I heard about that. They always fight at Shamrock. I heard about that. I didn't see that, but I heard about that. So. Where your bro was at? Where the bro was at? At the Zulu Ball. Yeah. This is not at the Zulu Ball. This, this is, is on St. Charles. <laughs> what a truck parade's going on. You're fighting over a teddy bear? Damn, bro. Huh? You're fighting over a teddy bear? Bro, I don't, it's like 30 people. <laughs> It is. Like it's like everyone. Like, then they got the police. The police don't. This man just standing there. He don't have no clue on what to do. Cause he back now. Oh, they dressed alike and everything. Getting their ass whipped. They dressed alike and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Them boys swinging. Them the um. Ooh, Jesus. I ain't gonna lie. Some people in New Orleans just be getting mad, but can't fight. They just was fighting everywhere for Carnival, huh? At the Zulu Ball. Out there doing the truck parades. Why do people like to fight like that? So why New Orleans people don't know how to act? That's that's <clears throat> people just, getting shot on bourbon still. That's just, oh. people going on bourbon still is crazy. <laughs> that's I ain't been on bourbon in years. Like what? I go on bourbon kind of often, but to do a recruit, just to grab a slice of pizza from Crescent City Pizza Works. You could do better. I sauce. park on the side street. Walk, grab me some pieces. You could do better, sis. No, thanks. I could. Mm-hmm. It'd be so good. Legit good friends of mine. They like kids. Yeah. Good Damn, friends of mine who come. Not years, bro. The police ain't know what to do. They just were standing up. <laughs> I mean, what do you do, though? You probably you don't want to get stolen on by a 15-year-old. Because how you react to that? 
There's like 30 of them running around. Like, how do you, what do you do? And you don't want to get too involved to where you actually feel for your life or some shit. Then, then I'm not a police, so I just watch the shit. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, and then if the police react, what do people say if they, like, I don't know? You know what I'm saying? Right. That's, that's. Right. Hey, police officers, you guys. That's all I'm going to say. I ain't going to say nothing good or bad. I'm just going to say, hey, police officers, you guys. I'm going to leave it at that. But, yeah. I don't know, man. Me and Adam was talking earlier. What do you think is the reason for things like this, like, occurring so often and so frequently? Like, the, the, the like in this city in particular, what do you think is, is the reason for the violence? Or, like, just the, 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 the your number one go-to is, I'm going to be stupid. I'm going to cut up. I'm going to pull a burn. I'm going to, we going to fight. You know what I'm saying? Like why, why is that always the, the, the plan A and B? Of fighting or like pulling just, a gun? Just, uh, just the violence in general. When you ask that, like I know you said violence like in a whole, has it changed in your opinion from us growing up as kids to now? Or is it just the era that we live in now is more visible? I think it's a little bit of both of them. Personally speaking, I'm not gonna be wrong, but I, I think it's a I think it's a combination of both. I think it's it's, it's of course it's visible, it's visible, clearly visible uh, from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep. It's on your phone, it's on your TV, it's on your iPad, your laptop, whatever. You can see it. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's there. Social media is is real, but I think it's true in the other sense because like. I feel like there aren't any standards today, first and foremost. So, like, and I hate to say, like, use words like standards when you talk about like criminal activity and shit like that. But it's like, I'm just gonna be like, there's no rules before. Like you, you thought about what you was certain gonna do? shit just didn't happen. No, I feel that. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you it was certain respect shown even in that lifestyle, or even in that, like like every it was kind of like a common understanding, I guess, or like just kind of like a code of unspoken laws or some shit like that. To where like certain shit you just didn't do at certain times around certain people, certain things weren't said around certain people, and nobody spoke on it, but you just kind of knew these things. But like today. It kind of don't even matter. Like, if I see you, I'm going to, like, you about to get it at the church house or, like, at the babysitter's house or, like, at the fucking, the, the, the daycare or some dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, today, it's just kind of, like, it's, it's, it's just, it's tough. I feel that. I'm there with you. But... I feel like, I guess, us growing up, <laughs> they're gonna say, did they all have to drink at this <laughs> Right, it's a tough one. Cause it's like, I feel like we definitely had violence growing up. We didn't result to gun violence in my opinion, where now you got middle schoolers resulting in gun violence. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can I say something? Mm-hmm. Sometimes 
I feel like in instances, not all the time, but especially in the city, sometimes I feel like we look through our childhoods as adults now through rose-colored glasses, right? Because I really remember, like, even, even the video of that mass fight that happened, like, I remember multiple instances of situations like that. Like, I really remember culturally, like, people, like, if you, people would, um, if you somewhat with your girlfriend in New Orleans, like, culturally, they will holler at your girlfriend in front of your face just to start a problem. Like, I remember, you know, even at Warren Easton, like, the Kennedy boys coming coming around, like, 25 deep, and it being, like, a fight with literally 50, 60 people. You know, like, I remember these things so vividly coming up, and sometimes I feel like when I watch videos like that... And we talk about it. I feel like sometimes we romanticize how it was. No, and that's like I agree, and that's why I ask. So like, is it just that it's like visually like I think seen we just, now? Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's because it's on. It, it's seen. Like I've seen yeah a, a mass of these instances right here, like Canal after Street after school. But I'll right. take, but I'll take it from. <laughs> We've all seen it, but do you remember when you were in high school or whatever, do you remember any instance where your classmate was murdered or being, you know, 14 and your friend got killed? Like, I don't remember those instances being as frequent as they are now. Like, at 35, they're always burying a student. We didn't have that. But thirty five is a different school now. But it, no, so it, it is a different. It is a different school. But I'm talking about uh, Easton before the storm. But John Mack, they had children mm-hmm. massacred. Yeah, and, and, I, and I remember like, them walking into school like on a dude. But how often did that happen compared to now? Right. Because I feel like I wake up every day and somebody thirteen, somebody fourteen, they dead. <sighs> the, the little boy at the, you know, with the. At the parade, and it's so crazy, this dude that I know, who's a police, he said how they had chased that boy off the route, like, all night, because he just was fighting people, fighting people, and they was like, man, just go home, go home, and he got home, and they called and said that boy got shot, and he got killed. Mm-mm-mm. Like, how many times, like, do you remember... That like even if it was, it was rare. Mm-hmm. I remember hearing about fourteen year olds getting killed and you know bird gang like all that stuff. And yeah, it was like yeah. it was like man, what the hell? Like what's going on? But it wasn't how it is now. It's just like damn, that's another one. That's the scary part about it to it's me. Scary. Yeah. I read. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was gonna say. I think the visibility is the visibility on both ends I think is the the biggest issue just the fact that you can be seen doing these things and I think that that plays a a big part and like I feel like the kids these days are more so and I feel like it contributes to why it appears as though like shit is happening more often like the kids know that they can be seen if they do these things and they're gonna do these things to be seen they're gonna film these things they're more likely to do dumb shit because they know that they will or can be seen doing dumb shit so I'm gonna go do more dumb shit so the, the occurrence of dumb shit is a lot more frequent now 
because I got a camera phone, he got a camera phone, she got a camera phone, we all got camera phones, we got video editing software, or we got fucking Instagram, Facebook, whatever, whatever. So like, I'm more likely to go just say fuck it and go do some dumb shit now, cause I can show people the dumb shit I'm doing. I can, you know what I'm saying? I can be violent. I can show my guns. I can shoot my guns, whatever, whatever, cause I can literally show people now. But you got thirty years doing that. And, and that's the problem. Exactly. Oh, I got but it. Again, but then again, like it's, it's, the, it, it's a cycle. It's like if you have older people that that's doing that, then how is it for you to say that I shouldn't do that? How like how is that okay for you to come and tell me that I can't do that? Because I feel like when we were that age, and I probably said this on the podcast before, when we were that age, being the age we are now, those were the people that were supposed to come back and be better for us. So now it's time for us to be better for them. But I see a lot of people, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> we can't, that's the pot caught in the kettle back. You can't be talking about what somebody else supposed to be doing that shouldn't be doing, and you doing it yourself. I see a ton of dumbass shit on my timeline. And I'm talking about people 38 and 36 years old. <laughs> nah, no, I agree. Absolutely. What's your theory, Paige? You say um, you had a theory. I mean, we between you talking and him talking, it's like a bunch of like things that I, I, I could touch on. Um, but I do have a theory as far as hip hop. And and this theory applies in the beautiful ways that hip hop has influenced and in the negative ways that hip hop has influenced. But when you talk about like people at the age of 30 or people teenagers and you see them doing the same things, I have a theory when it comes to hip hop. Because I feel like hip hop is right now the most popular genre of music. But not only that, it merges generations of human beings in a way that no other music genre has. So let's say people that are 45 that came out late 80s, um, early 90s, hip hop where they were young teenagers at the time or like adolescents, 10 or 11, those people grew up in hip hop culture, right? (laughs) So for the first time you have fathers at 45 who are listening to kind of the same music as their sons that are 17 are 18. You have fathers that are 45 that are kind of wearing the same clothes as their sons that are 17 <laughs> and 18. They might not wear them in the same way, but, they but a 45-year-old will wear a fanny pack around their um, You know, and they will <laughs> wear the Yeezys and they will wear joggers. They just might wear them different. You know, but it's that culture that's permeating. You know, and we find, they playing the same games, girl. They be playing Fortnite. the game. Like, Fortnite. all of that. Like, it be like, it's, it's, so, it's so merged and it just goes to show the power that hip hop has especially with the john um with the demographics of people that we're speaking of but in saying that i think that it has influenced a lot um in a negative way where you have 30 people 30 year olds 35 year olds that aren't equipped to be the leaders that 15 16 17 and 18 year olds need because their minds are being controlled by the same um content as people that are so much younger than them when i was young my mama wasn't listening to q93 like if that was something i was putting on the radio you know like we she was listening to 102.9 98.102.9 was an old school station back in the day for those that see don't that's know. why I go to season you know, like, but it's, it's, it's just different so now I feel like it's merged so that's that's one thing um, that's my take on that alright yep. but with that even though it has merged 
I agree with you when you say the mind. As a 36-year-old, you should think differently. You should. Like, so listening to music and doing whatever, like listening to music and taking it in is one thing. But actually, I guess trying to live what you hear through the music is totally different. Mm -hmm. Because nine times out of ten... Whoever rapping is not really living what they're talking about. So you as an adult at 18, 19, you should understand that like this is their job to do this. This like this is what sells. People want to hear about this. So you got to be able to distinguish that. Now, like I'll say growing up, I might have been maybe 15, 16, before my parents let me listen to, like, rap with cursing in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it was like, I had to get Walmart CDs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, nah. I remember the first cursing CD I got. It was Juvenile. Like, 400 Degrees was the first cursing CD I got. My first had to be, like, DMX, and I took it from a family member, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm about to listen to this. Like, so... <laughs> I feel like it all start with your parents and understanding what to do. But then at a certain point too, like for T to say, we, us or people older than us should go back and talk to kids or try to help kids. I honestly say at nine, 10 years old, you can't tell a kid nothing no more. Like, especially today, like they ain't trying to hear what you got to say. Like, Nigga, I know. Like, I'm listening yeah. to Young Boy. I'm, yeah, I'm they smacking listen a bit. To what you li- yeah. <laughs> so they on you. Yeah. That's the disconnect, that's the, and that's the issue. Well, you get the nine-year-olds who think they're adults, as opposed right. to us at 15, 15 and 16, 16. <laughs> right? Thinking that we adults. Facts. I like you know that. what I'm saying. Facts. And 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 that. Six, seven years. You difference. can't smack them down because you're. But, I mean, but then again, that that in itself is another problem, and like you saying that these, you know, going back and reach these kids, we can't. But if you look at it, their parents, they're our peers. Yeah. Most kids who are that like those, their parents are. 28 to on up. So that's us. So if you're not doing what you need to do for your child as being in this age group, then that's the start of the problem right there. Mm-hmm. My mama was young as fuck when she had me compared to, you know, how most of my close friends, probably outside of a few, have kids. Other than that, we don't really have children. So my mama was 20 when she had me. And she's, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, our parents were, weren't as old as we are now, and I feel like we turned out well. Like... But I feel like with that, even though our parents might have been young, our parents had a different mindset or they may have wanted something different out of life where a lot of people that's our age and our parents knew how to distinguish this my child and not my friend. Mm -hmm. We get a lot of people that's our age that won't be their kids' friends. Well, that's the problem. Like, they won't go in the streets like... 
you and your mom are like hypothetically speaking not going to Caesars, but y'all. Gonna I mean, go my mom would. She sometimes she do pass the Caesars, but no, my, but, no like, but I get what you're saying cool, because like, my mama I mean, taught like, like she not coming up. She'll tell me I when you started going to clubs, that was time for me to stop. My mama right. has told me that, and that's just how it was. Like I'm not going to hang out with my child. Not nah, I agree. You you shouldn't unless. Maybe it's a special occasion And it's your mama's birthday And you're like Alright my look This way If your mama go to a ball She go to A TD spot Like you could say Oh spot. look ma I'm gonna come I'm gonna, It's your birthday I'm gonna come get a few drinks with you Like that's understandable But Going out with your child Every weekend Nah that shouldn't happen Because then when your child Start messing with Your mama friend hmm. Now your mama gonna be mad. Mad. And then R. Kelly is born again. Ooh. This guy. I just I think I think people are producing kids at a time when they are not ready to be parents. Yeah. I know I ain't ready to be nobody parent. I don't even think I don't even think it's that that photo. I don't think people are producing kids at a time when they are not prepared to be adults, let alone parents. about. If you don't know how to be an adult, then you don't you definitely know how to be no parent. Like, right. But I don't even want to give you that credit to to say, like, parent. Like, I don't even want to skip that many steps. Like, you're not even ready to be an adult. And you are responsible for raising the future of the world. That's crazy. That's fucking crazy. I get it, but it's fucking crazy. And, and my, I guess my thing is, I guess, going back to just my original thought process I guess and kind of I guess what we originally talked about it just why it is this way you know what I'm saying I guess my my theory is like a lot of people don't get the exposure and I guess a lot of the, the the parents of today that we're speaking of that aren't ready to be adults who are raising these kids, like they suffer from a lack of exposure. They suffer from a lack of just 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 getting that information when it was time for them to get that information. So they weren't able to and they aren't able to properly distribute that information to like this next generation of kids that they're raising. Like they're not able to like show their offspring the things that are needed to 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 to, to, to succeed realistically. Cause it's a lot more than New Orleans that exists in the world. Then I'm saying New Orleans because that's we where we are, but I know it's too many different small urban cities around the mm-hmm. country, especially like just where we are stuck. If Katrina didn't hit, how many motherfuckers would have never left New Orleans? It's so crazy that you like say this. You I was talking saying? to um, this guy today, and he was saying how he they did our um, the airbrush on the back of the mm-hmm. what you call them. So they right there. So I stopped over there, and he was talking about how they play different music, different genres, and. The shop and stuff, and how this this group of girls came in, and the one girl, I think he was playing reggae or something, and the girl got mad at the other girl. Was like, you you like this shit? Like, like trying to tell the girl like you shouldn't like this different type of music because it's not the norm. It's not a bounce. It's not a whatever. It was just like, and then he just started talking about how like being stuck. And, yes. you know, in a certain area in your mind because you're not getting exposed. And, like, what you said about the Katrina thing is true. I know a lot of people who hadn't hadn't even been to Kenner. 
outside of Katrina happening. And then Katrina happened and they it was a world like it was a whirlwind when Katrina happened. Like I have been places, but as far as like school and stuff, when I went to North Carolina, I thought I was gonna die. Hmm. I thought I was gonna die. Why you say that? Because I had when I was going to 35 pre Katrina, I had a 4.0. When I got hmm. to, I went to Providence. It was the second school in the nation. My auntie said you have to go to. Like I'm not saying you know the school you going to. And when I got there, I literally started making my first elves, and I could not handle it. I was like, what? What you like? What? What you talk like? I ain't never make no elves. But that made me prepare for when I came back. Even when I was, even when I knew it was a test I was about to take, I didn't have to study for it. I still was studying because I was like, when it's time to go to college, I gotta work against these people right. who who coming from these schools. Right. Who they gonna be prepared? Mm-hmm. Other countries, all that they gonna be prepared. So, like, yeah, it was crazy. But it was probably, like, the most eye-open experience that I, like, ever got in my life. It was, like, probably one of the best yeah, things that ever happened. And Absolutely. Nah, that's definitely real. Because yeah. I feel like a lot of times teachers in New Orleans become teachers just because they need a job. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't necessarily want to be teachers. Like, it's been too many classes, I feel like, in high school that I took. I didn't do a thing and passed with a... A or B. Hmm. So there's no way that that should have happened. And like you totally right, like going to somewhere else where these people actually like care about whether it's their job or the students in their class actually getting what they really need to succeed. It's a different world. I um I could say like my Katrina experience with school was the opposite, but the same in the consensus that New Orleans not preparing you, right? <laughs> but I, that's Louisiana as a whole. Yeah. When I was in New Orleans, we didn't have, this was 11th grade, because Katrina happened my senior year of high school, so I, I graduated from another school. But um, during my time, 11th grade, I didn't even have a chemistry teacher, right? And that was the year we had to take like the science portion mm-hmm. of the leap, like crazy type stuff but I never was like a school I excelled in school hard like in elementary as soon as I started having to switch classes and things outside of school got a little more interesting I stopped really focusing and doing my best in in school right but it's not like I ever had a problem like I always was the person that the teacher knew like I know and I kind of know you know the stuff like you good but when I got to Atlanta after the storm I went to this super school too but I made all A's but just because the climate was different like you didn't have to raise your hand and ask to go to the bathroom you know like it was ways that I feel like New Orleans I didn't need the type of education they was given because it was discipline based and I had that at home and so I never took to it like I'm, I, I never was the one that felt right asking when to relieve myself from the bathroom I never felt right walking on one side of the hallway I never felt right like nobody you and know that's like still, that's that still stuff thing. hindered my learning experience and as soon as I got to one of those schools it was predominantly free. white sorry to say it was freedom no uniforms they not focused on what color 
socks you up. They're not writing you up because your, if your, your black shoes got a white stripe. You know, it's all about expression. It's all about learning. It's all about experiencing. And I made a full point no for like the first time in my life since elementary. As soon as I changed my learning environment, you know, so. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation for another thing. <laughs> because, like, the charter system and, and, you know, how they doing with a lot of that stuff, like, I don't really like, like, what they're doing. A lot of what they have the kids doing is discipline-based. Mm-hmm. And it just, it just feels weird to me. Like, it feels like a prison. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And that's what when it you is. look at Louisiana and the prisons it's and the growing. money that they it's like, that's like you know the prison pipeline. Like it's, it's really tight. yes, and it's a problem, and it's it, it kills creativity when you look at a city, and it becomes an oxymoron when you have a city that reaps and benefits so much and pushes how creative arts and different and arts people are. But when on the education level, when it comes to the people that you groom to take the helms of the city. It's like it's all about um, silencing. It's all about discipline and it's all about caging. You know, it's like I don't like care if you go walk in a straight line. line. I don't care if you go walk in a straight yeah, line. Yeah, like. You know this. I don't like, care about that. Is, yeah. is that then the argument or has that been uh, the root of the problem? Is the education system the root of the problem? Is it not the, the, the exposure that's needed to really get the kids or to get the new generation or just the the masses in general to I guess think outside of the box which is this city to think outside of that 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 bucket mentality that we all in to not be the crabs you know what I'm saying is it does it lie in the way we are educated the way we take to the education is it you know what I'm saying like that's that's the what is that you feel me I think it's a snowball effect. Hmm. I think it's just a lot of things that come together. Yeah. Like, you can't really... You know, we sit down and we have these conversations, but it's not really something that you can pinpoint one thing and say, all right, this is why this is. This, like, it's a whole lot of things. And I've, even if we change all this stuff, something is going to happen, and it's not going to be perfect. Like, even, like I, I believe education all that and the way that you are educated plays a big part. Your home plays a big part, but sometimes you just have those individuals that no matter what they've been given, they're going to still have the same outcome. So how do you change that? I was, I was going to try to ask that question next because something got to give. You can't tell me like this is just a fucking conundrum. You can't tell me that it's like our a lives. Cycle. Is just this shit. It's like, a cycle. There is no getting out of this shit, basically. Okay, but then we have to put in action. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sits down and says the same thing. How do we break the cycle? The cycle is breaking, and that is always the key thing to remember in having these conversations. And that is how I put it into perspective because I look at the um 
I always take the experience of the black person in America, for example, right? So when you think 400 years ago, we were slaves and now black men are still getting gunned down in the street by police. So it would lead you to think that nothing has changed and nothing has gotten better, right? Because things are still bad, but it's a cycle and a process and so much has changed and so much has gotten better. The only thing is we're still in the process, right? So segregation happened 50, 60 years ago like my mama was was still here my mama had to sit on the back of the bus and drink out a white only water fountain so exactly. you know like she yeah, said black the color was ah! yo cause what to say mama, the mama was, mama the was cut up like that huh? <laughs> But yeah, like real talk. And so now we fast forward to 50 years later and now she doesn't have to drink out of a colored only water fountain, you know? And the same thing I think on a city level and educational level, like it's a cycle and then it's a process because of the cycle. So Katrina happened and even though it seemed like things are still bad, that process, we're in that process. So even though we might not see it now 12 years after or in, you know, um, we're going to see it in 50 years. Like, we're going to see that evolution, even though it's not fast. Um, and but so, why, is the, why, is, uh, why is the evolution always not fast for us? Because I think that it comes from generations and generations and generations of being on the bottom. And that's when it comes to being realistic about the effect and how something that happened 400 years is likely going to take 400 years to improve. And it's unfortunate, <laughs> you know, but that's what's happening. Like, we're, we're, we're experiencing the happening. We're literally 50 years from segregation as a people, you know, and, like, it, it takes the 400 years of oppression takes a lot to undo. And even though it's, it's changed in ways that are surface and where we're experiencing the nuances and dissecting and unpacking those things, we're still in the process. You know, I, I just, I, I think that we're going to continue to be outraged. I think we're going to continue to be like, dang, it's 2019 and blah, 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 blah. Because we really don't understand how strong that 400 years took place and how you just can't erase it with um, one generation of educated black people, you know, and um, a few years of people putting new processes in, you know. And so even though I love to see things happen, happen tomorrow and I feel like things can happen tomorrow if everybody just decides to do right be right you know but that's just not how the world works so another theory though (laughs) we got yeah this is true always interesting to attempt to try to understand that shit I guess you know what I'm saying? It's it's it's. it's oh yeah, she's hot. You know. Oh, oh, you came to the taste lounge. You got drunk. Oh, sis. Yeah, the taste lounge. At the taste lounge. At the taste lounge, and it's going down. We at the taste lounge. It's unbelievable. <laughs> gotta take it. Gotta take it light. I'm telling you, gotta take it light. These lights ain't no joke. They will get it out you. Back for She be the first guest we cut off. It's our first and last appearance. <laughs> oh. 
First and last appearance. Dang, I thought I was making a bad impression. Sorry. Um, good impression. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, I guess it's, I wish, I don't even know what I wish. I just, I wish it was a better situation. You know what I'm saying? I just, I really wish, and I'm not going to say I wish, I, I really feel that it, it starts with exposure from a young age. Like, I think we need to see things that aren't this shit. We need to like smell different air. We need to like have conversations with people that aren't here, that aren't us. You know what I'm saying? We need to go to the schools that aren't New Orleans schools, that aren't, you know what I'm saying? We need to really go have fun in places that aren't the streets of New Orleans. We need to be able to like as parents and I'm not a parent but as parents I feel like just in order to really to really put a change into the world to start any kind of realistic change and to get this cycle and to shift in a noticeable manner I think we really got to start with just getting our kids out and just exposing them to different things like just traveling with the kids like making it a point to like we gonna go broke on some J's some other dumb shit for the kids like take them that whole family pair of J's and put that shit on a trip or something man put them in the gas tank and ride somewhere show these kids like that there are things to be seen that don't exist in the state of Louisiana and that don't exist in these smaller cities and these urban communities like I think that's more than possible but we just gotta be really willing to, 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 to take like sacrifice the fucking the name brand for this month or this 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 cycle or whatever you know what I'm saying and 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 make a move with the kids show them the mountains or some shit like that take them out to eat at fancy restaurants we can do that in the city at least you know what I'm saying like let's teach them proper restaurant etiquette at a young age and shit like that like they the family meal like, gonna do that. I'm, I'm down. I just sat here like, down. and thought of like I'm really a down. Like, that was that was my childhood. Right? Was thought of a whole nonprofit. No, he, for this, he definitely See, right. He definitely right. But I, I feel like it still reverts back to the education. Because if, in all honesty, if our parents don't have an education to be able to. Provide for. We are the parents now, though. Okay. That's like for well, us, not for us. Like, not. Nah, that's agreed. We but are the parents. Yeah, how many of us? No. Is us. But how many of us do we have direct contact with? That's where you step in. Right. We can. We can. We can all have these conversations with each other. Like that's why. Like that's why we do this podcast, dog. I'm more than sure there are enough of us that listen. I, I look at the fucking numbers every week, and every week we getting like more and more people to actually listen. That's exciting. If we could get them to actually, actually listen, like listen, listen, listen. <laughs> Somebody can start. You know what I'm saying? If one person, like, you might go take no. your kid on, to the park or some shit, and I, I think agree. that's dope on the timeline. Like, I'm you doing dope fatherly shit or whatever, whatever. You ain't got kids, but boom. Damn, I might try that. You know what I'm saying? Like, maybe, just, just fucking maybe. You know what I'm saying? But it's, like, realistically, like, we are the parents now. We can't look. I can't look at my moms and be like, yo, what's good? No, that's, that's not fair. That's not, like, that's not realistic. But I can go talk to my homies. 
and they homies and they friends and whatever, whatever. And we can have these kind of conversations and we can make plans and push it into play and like really go like and act on shit. Like we got the opportunity these days to actually do shit. Big bond. Like yeah, really people gotta stop thinking about self. Like I think a lot of people think about self and not community when it comes mm-hmm. to like you know certain stuff because like men that are fathers they could get together and do you know do some shit you know fathers this father like you can literally get together and do something and it could start small and it could go to be something mm-hmm. big and even if it even if it doesn't become something big it you still touching somebody I know enough you know I know enough fathers that you know even with just Talk ball, just like little stuff. It only no. takes that one thing because, like we talked about before, no, you're not gonna be able to save everybody. But if you got ten and you saving eight of them, that's eighty percent. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like that's we have to think. Yeah, we have to think about community because you have some kids who want to be better, but they have that environment where they just not gonna get out, and the parents don't give a damn. But they know that, damn, this should be better than this. And nobody never came to say, you know what? I'ma take you and I'ma make sure you you get out of this. Or at least I'ma try to help. I'ma fight until we don't have no more fight left in us. And mm. if we just don't fucking make it, then damn, we just ain't make it. Or but I'm not gonna let you be that 15 year old who then went picked up that gun because right. you ain't had nothing else and nobody right. ever told you that you could be something else. Or at, yeah. the, at the very least, I would say, even if you can't make it to those to that extreme with it, if we could at least show them. If we could like expose them, we ain't gotta get the whole way. But it, like I, I, I failed. You feel me? But I was able to at least let you see. I was, you was able to like lock eyes on the next level of shit or the possibility or just like whatever. If I could at least show you that shit and you want it bad enough, at least I know you're going to work for that shit. At least I know, like, I put something inside of you, and I feel like that's what people did to me my whole life. Like, I ain't never necessarily had the shit, but I was shown enough shit to, well, like, all right, I know what I actually want. I know what I can get. You feel me? You probably couldn't get it for me at the time, and I appreciate you just showing me that shit, but, like, I know I've seen the shit. Like, I know what's there. I'm going to get that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody will have that mentality, but, fuck, if I had it, if we got 10 motherfuckers, if we could get five of them and at least have that mentality, then cool. You know what I'm saying? That we can at least show you some shit and you willing to put the work in and like put the action forward and like really get it popping, then cool. We need that too. You know what I'm saying? And if we could show people and in the same breath, if we could actually do shit for them and I'll say people, I mean the kids and like us as a whole in general, like we could do both of those things, then I feel like we could turn that eight out of 10 into nine or nine and a half out of 10 realistically, just because at the end of the day, the common goal is just that a common goal is some shit that we all want and we all are looking forward to you feel me so in my mind these days I kind of I ain't gonna say I stress on it but I honestly do because I just feel like it's something that can be done so you feel like possibly having a trade school in the city for somebody that's not gonna go to a college or not gonna school isn't for them teach them something that way they can go put the work in I even to say do something school. like I, I wish we could do like a fucking like we could have like a, a workshop or some yeah, shit like program. where you could go in and just like go figure it out what? Like just a bunch of like, like and I'm saying like I don't want to say school or whatever, just because that word, like that terminology, is deterrent. Like that'll that'll. 
turn you away if you're not if that's not what you like want to admit that you're looking for you know what I'm saying but if we could create like an environment of like I guess like an overall learning environment I'm gonna say like a warehouse like a fantasy factory or some shit where we got enough people of different backgrounds work backgrounds whatever that can like get a bunch of different kids and like say you got a coach here you got an electrician here you got a politician here you got a chef here you know what I'm saying like you go in this place and you're like man what am I interested in today let me go stand next to Chef Jason and then learn on some shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Let me go stand next to Dr. Teapot and get it popping. You know what I'm saying? Let me go and see what's up with like, like, the page. You know what I'm saying? Like, some shit like that. Or like, just an open environment. Like, you go and. <laughs> And this is some shit I'm freestyling. I don't know. This no, like, we're like, just yeah, thought I'm having like with it right now. But it's like. If you, it was some place where you can go, like not, and I don't want to say trade school, but like a trade a place. <laughs> you know? A trade place. <laughs> when I think about trade place, I think about the boys. The trade. You gotta have a Get special invite to the trade, trade place. place, baby. We we gonna make that a whole new thing. <laughs> Period. Okay. see, because I feel like Rob Wayne pre-Katrina was that. Hmm. You ain't stealing like, my, my, my drink this time, huh? signature school. Why are you glad right. so close to mine? Yeah. So, like, you went there and you learned these things to get out of school and, like, fit into society somewhere. Absolutely. And the youth doesn't have that today. They used to be fine like a dog at Rob Wayne, though. Right. But, I am like a dog, but coming out with careers certified. And right. That's I'm like you got a few nonprofits now that like <laughs> mentor kids, but they targeted to a specific like group of kids. There's nowhere that mm-hmm. anybody can just walk in and say, Not "Boom, I'm gonna do this." Like you got like a cafe reconcile or a job call, yep. but at that point, like you damn near adult that's looking for an out. Yep. Like if we would like that's give like them you're at risk for real, that's right? Like you're at risk if you were able to give them this at nine in in a ninth grade then I'll be honest like if they had something like Life that in ninth changing. grade like I'd have did that instead of going to regular school mm-hmm. like well, they I, did that. school wasn't for me but they did cause signature school which my mom shout out to Lynette and McIver my mom she was part of starting that she does PR in the city but um signature school it 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 focused on stuff like media or music or auto mechanic or all last, of that and when I Katrina. say how long did they last right but they had and came they never about brought maybe it back two years before, before Katrina absolutely so like had Katrina not happened it would have been a hell of a it thing for the city. It would have been a city. thing. But now That's there, there's not nothing. That's the case. That's true. Like the school system, like T says, basically like the prison system. It's all about like a head count and making the money at the end of the day. Like it's strictly a business. And that's all they're worried about. It's a pipeline. That's real. Yeah, and that's, that, that's what it is. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, especially in this city. It, it just goes to show you like how they look at us, like what they value us when you come out the womb. You know what I'm saying? Kind of how they try to like place what your future gonna be. It's unfortunate. Charity Hospital. AKA, AKA the, the City Zoo. Zoo. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> My dog caught that fucking Wayne line. Yeah, I catch that Wayne. I catch that Wayne. Come on, that's a whole nother podcast if we talk about Wayne. <laughs> Anybody watch Game of Thrones? Absolutely. Not. 
I figured you did. See, I wish you did. I wish you did. I really wish you did. You don't seem like that, but I think if you were to get you'd it, to like it. I think you would like it. Uh, I'm not going to watch it. You'd like you'll, it. You'll I, love it. I, I'm not going to watch it. I, I, like it. I appreciate you saying it, but I'm not going to watch yeah. it. You're going to love it. Because I could, like, I could tell that you don't watch it, but I could tell like you also one of the people like that don't watch it, but like you would be like, Alright. You've never I, watched the show until you've watched Game of Thrones because they put so much effort into the storyline. There's nothing like right. it. And ever. people can't get past the the setting, the, the time set up. Yeah, the yeah, right. but it's like people, like in I like dragons. I don't know what like Amazing. most times like you say like dragons, most people be like uh, dragons. Nah, like, that's I like nah. Mm-mm. I like dragons. Brother, if, if my little brother still watching Game of Thrones, he like stuck on it. I just my I daddy binge Game of Thrones, and it's hard to binge Game of Thrones. I'm not just I'm not listening. Oh, you gotta have time to binge. I'm not disputing. I done binge that bit like six times. I'm trying to get tonight. You have to don't knock it till you try. You gotta watch. Oh, I'm not knocking it, and I'm not trying it. You gotta. You can't get to the first like that. That's tough. You gotta watch it at first. No, it's not because the first one you got like your boy falling out the tower from seeing the 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 brother and the sister. No, it took me a long time to get to the first like couple episodes. So I know. See, I'd be into that type of stuff like that. I I can't live without it. Me and Justin used to sit there and watch the joints like standing up, like get all we're doing, like like watch them standing up. She did not bust out the. Uh, she walking, Jay. That's, that's enough. That's enough. Where does that come from, though? <laughs> what you know where that come from? You a walking, Jay? That come from the Titanic. <laughs> Y'all, I'm sorry. I did music for a long time. It just pop, pop, pop. You been in music for a long time? I've been doing. Who got the best ad libs of all time? Ooh, he goes. <laughs> yeah, if we talking about rap ad libs, no. Who? It don't the matter. Best trap Act. rapper. No, the, above the Migos and Future and anybody. Who the has, most heavily slept on trap music rapper, even above Young Jeezy, in my opinion, is OT fucking Genesis. Though I said, who have People the best? Sleep on OT. See the cameraman giving see, me a look. See, she got too much in her system. That was Genesis. not the question. <laughs> <laughs> She can never come back. <laughs> she was book was serious too. OT <laughs> <Ooh>, Genesis. <laughs> they said who got the best ad libs, dog? She took off. She got the best ad libs. Why is that kind of exposing on Hennessy? I was not that I had too much Hennessy audience. I never drank too much Hennessy. Understand it's that? It's all in your pores. That's why you sweat <laughs> like that. Oh, it's it's pouring out, man. Is it pouring out? She just sweat like she didn't had a 60 minute, 60 minute game of one on one basketball. She sweating zone. <laughs> she went off camera. She, <laughs> she, went, <laughs> she went off camera to wipe her sweat. <laughs> Don't tell no. She sweaty, Betty. Come back See, over listen, here. Listen, listen, guess. Look, matter of fact, this look, this gives me a good this tea. Jace, this is what we gonna do. No, this is what we gonna do to all our future guests. No innocent. No, no, no. Listen, put it like if you do not listen to this podcast, that is your ass. <laughs> 
showing you. You getting the same treatment. Everybody get it. If you don't listen to this podcast and you don't know the inner workings and the happenings of this podcast, and what Ooh. T if T not telling me cut shit out every five minutes Ooh. on your episode, you doing something wrong. <laughs> Or maybe you're doing something right. I don't know. I do PR. I try to do stuff. You like do Hennessy. That's what you do. Huh? Anything is possible. Hello. In this episode. Hello. That's what we name it at. We huh? name it at. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Dog, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of this episode. Anything is possible. We named the episode on the episode. That's not the first time. You like me wrecking my fucking brain trying to figure shit out. Uh, uh, We're gonna make a public. Hennessy bottle public. with a face on it. With corn. With corn. I'm not with even sure. With the R. Kelly crying face. Yeah. With corn. Michael Jackson crying face laid out. It's R. Kelly. I mean, not the Michael, Michael Jordan, baby. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan crying face played out. Make sure you you gotta put corn on it. With the corn. Like, Buku Chew. Y'all. All on the bottom. Yo, I feel like y'all damn near ripping me in this bitch. Like, I might grab this one tonight, but I ain't going to see Yeah, Y'all damn near ripping me on this bitch. Man, I'm up here. Like, what's happening? I'm up, dude. All right. Look, she about to take the mic off. I'm going to everything. Seriously, she won't hold it. Like it's the coin. Hello, I do PR. And, um. And I'm are you my only ally? Are you my only ally? See, that's T-Boo. That Give me some eye contact. Oh, don't, don't, don't get it. He better not look at now one of them four eyes. Turn his back on you. Turn his back on you. better stop. I'm about to go sit outside. Let me know how y'all done. Five oh four text me. You're about to roll. Five oh four jeeps gonna be rolled over him. My dog gotta go to work in the morning. Let me tell y'all something about the Family Meal podcast. No matter what you say, it's gonna get cut. Go ahead, you can drag us. You can drag us through the ground. Go ahead. Fuck them. <laughs> so yeah, so listen uh, to all our future guests. I will just advise you all. Listen to the podcast. Look at her. Look at her. Know how we roll here, you know. She's slurping all this. She got a machine. I did a whole play. I was just like, you know, we roll like this. You know what I'm saying? And oh my god. Naturally. <laughs> I've given everybody else to play. Like Paige took it and went a different way with it. I don't know what would happen, but I gave you the same spiel I gave everybody else. And what I did different? <laughs> You'll see. Just wait to listen. <laughs> just listen. To it. Just check it out. But I was like, if you if you want to come on the Family Mail podcast, if you like the Family Mail podcast, if you've never heard of Family Mail podcast, and somebody woke up like, yo, you want to get on or however that work out, listen to an episode. I would say start with the episode period. This is an extended introduction. Period. Period. That's the best episode to start at. Um, and then anything possible. And then anything is possible. Yeah. Which is this episode. Yeah. You did. See what I'm saying? We had a topic. Uh, we had like two or three <laughs> topics. I don't know if we're going to make them. We're not. I do want to talk about. Okay, our guest gonna follow. I so, she, let me I, look, I know, let me, <laughs> it's some things that I kind of wanted to talk about. I've been needing a forum to talk about these things. I have a couple of theories, but okay, I understand. Oh, Let's go. What you got? What you if y'all ever have me back, you know, you, you might as well go with it now. What you got? 
I have a theory. We've never had anyone that millennial men. I have a theory that millennial men don't want women. They want what? each other. Whoa. Not all of them. No, no, no. no. Millennial men don't get offended because I'm not talking about all of y'all by far. Like, I'm not saying even most of y'all, but I'm talking about like a staggering amount. Like, they really like each other. And I think that it would be easier. This is what I'm going to say. I think it would be easier if they just admit or just become comfortable with the fact that they like each other rather than. The average millennial male Not the average home. millennial man, male But a, 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 a Amount that's more of men, Than of men from men. other generations Even if men from other generations Was 5% and millennial men Are 10% I'm telling y'all y'all and be having a bromance each, That's going on When you say on, each other do you mean like homosexual Or do you mean just like I just mean I, I, don't, I don't mean like homosexual Bros being bros I mean bros being bros but but if it was to be exp- Never mind I'm not even no, going to go there Yeah you gotta go This is the family milk You gotta come we through with that one sis Come through sis <laughs> Come through sis I feel like Sometimes It seems as if if any of some of these men were interested in taking it further than just bromances, that they would be a lot more satisfied than if they were in with women. Because I've been in forums and in instances where all I hear is men say negative things about the women that they're dealing with or dealing with women in general. Like dealing with women is a task and dealing with men it's just easier for them. And I feel well, like... Well, I'll clear that up. <laughs> you will never hear that from the Family Meal Podcast because we love women. Periods. Yo, yo, yo. Periods. I'm sorry. Like, we a lot of these men lounge. love each other. Like, they love each other more than they don't like women. I no, think that I they... What if, it, what if they just... What if they're supporting, oh God, like, their bros, right? What if it's just, like, a support thing because we always talked about, like, you know, tearing each other down. What if it's, like, this my boy? If a man has nothing to say... But negative things about female encounters or relationships and only positive things about relationships with men, he would prefer to have relationships with men. That's just (laughs) math to me. I've like, never ran into anybody like that. Like, what, 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 It'd be a lot of them. It'd like, be a lot like, of them. I'm not saying like personal romantic relationships and experience, but just listening to conversations with men when they have nothing positive. And I'm not saying it's all of y'all, but maybe y'all even have friends that way y'all can say that. that there's nothing necessarily positive in the conversation when it comes to relationships with women or interaction, uh, more, interactions with women. Always negative. You know, I would accept you. <laughs> you not just don't that. Know it. You got to cut that out. No, not at all. <laughs> she wasn't going that You're gonna no, have to I, cut I, that I out. That one. Desmond, did you hear, did you hear the part? You got to cut uh-huh. out. Uh huh. Adam, give me a timestamp on just on right now. <laughs> leave all that. Leave all that. Leave all that shit. I'm no. just saying, like that's my theory. She said that shit. That's my no. theory. Like you. I'm 
Y'all like, know I'm starting a new job. If you talking, <laughs> if all you say women, blah, 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 a woman this, women get on my nerves, women, blah, blah, blah. Who are you talking to, babe? Babe, who are you talking to? That's how them men be, y'all. Nah, I'll say, because I'll say, that shit. It we gets to a point where I don't know men like that, Paige. That's why I'm trying to figure out who, what men. That's what I'm saying. I'm not you saying around. it's even personal, y'all, or even like some of my friends. It's but I think it's like a subconscious thing that some men have going on. That's I'm gonna say wild. some men. I've noticed that it's never been positive talk about women. I don't know if anybody has, if like, but it's it's always like this ne this negative talk tone, like they don't like being around nah, women women's or something like, like one of the greatest things God has men. created and I think that's so it. even when women piss me off and I be on, I don't even <laughs> understand I still be trying to like see what's up cause like I just I'd rather not nothing's wrong with being gay talk, by the way like I don't like, even want to talk bad about dudes just, like that. The, no, no, nothing's wrong with being gay but you have to cut this whole thing out are we really yeah because I'm not saying anything negative about gay people not the whole thing just the, the when you're saying the word we have to cut that off. Okay. Well, give us another topic, Paige, because I don't think we're going to get that one. No, because I... Y'all, y'all, y'all know. You associate yourself with? It's not even associating myself with people. It's about just being open to all different kinds of people and listening to conversation and taking in that information and then form formulating some type of opinion or assessment based on the things that I've heard in conversations. And I just... It just lately, in a few conversations, in, a, in in more than a few conversations, I get the um the gist that women are more of a task for men. You know, they're more comfortable in relationships with their homeboys. You know, and so it's getting to an extent to me. You know, what I feel like that shit. I'm sorry. Like, I get bromances and stuff like that, but if everything you gotta say is about a woman nagging you and about how you don't want to feel being bothered with a particular woman and this and that and how you always trying you to be to with your dudes one. and you always you trying to spend quality one. time. <laughs> All right, so time out. So time like out. That's I got one for you. <laughs> on that right there. On that right there. So I sent y'all the whole Red Table Talk video. I don't know if y'all watched that. I felt that that was very interesting. I liked Wale's perspective on the joint. I saw, and I sent it because the women attacked him because of one particular comment he made, and like the comments was like really serious. And I get where he was coming from. His wording was really terrible, but I, I get it. But he got attacked for his wording. So, I guess long story short, hope I get back to the topic because sometimes I'll be losing. Stop. She can tell. That's your last drink. That's your last drink. You gotta cut this stuff out because it's not even a drink. You cannot have this on. <laughs> All right, go. She tweaking. Not even a drink. You gotta. You cannot you have. Put it on them wiggles. No. She was like that. She that was too much. She had the pops up. Not nigga. What nigga? That one. That one. Why he laughed at all? You gotta cut that shit out, son. <laughs> That's been gone. Not cut it. Probably not. Thanks, Jack. <laughs> you gotta listen to the podcast. I told you to listen to the podcast. I even told you which one to listen to. T gonna tell you how I roll on cutting. Keep that shit. Keep that shit. Oh, keep that Nobody shit. Nobody said he did that. Nigga did that shit. He did that shit. But. 
So basically, um, I'm trying to get back to the point because I had it was nice too. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a matter of like the whole you want to be in a bromance type deal. I think it's, 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 shit, man, it was the words. I had all the words. I said, I'm going to So, I don't think it's you want to be in a bromance. I think it's more so of mm. if you're in. Came back, hold on, came back, came back. <laughs> the nagging thing. Because it's something I really, I really appreciated in the conversation they had on Real Talk, Table Talk. The nagging thing, right? For a man to be like, oh man, I'd rather not deal with this woman because she always nagging me or she always this, whatever, whatever. And I'd rather be with the homies because the homies going to accept me for who I am, whatever, whatever. I'm not saying it's my outlook, but I really appreciate the outlook. It's from either, I think, uh, Jada or Willow. But it's basically. It's, it's more of a conversation of like women have a tendency and it's something that it takes I don't know how many men will realize I don't know what it takes to realize it but women have a tendency especially if a woman sees something in a man a woman have a tendency to try to get the best out of that man this is my personal experience like I like just shit about myself I know like different women in my life have like tried their hardest to pull certain shit out of me and what it'll come off as if you are like unaware what the fuck if, if you like unaware if you like like not self-conscious enough it'll come off as like that woman is nagging you that woman nagging you but realistically all that woman is really doing is trying to get you to be a better you or try to get you to break away from the the bullshit that you are putting off into the world that ain't necessarily you you know what i'm saying it's not the best of you so what i think happens and what i think is happening often these days is the bromance shit seems like a bromance and it seems so powerful just because niggas ain't willing to look at themselves and internalize and like really get the message that's being put off to them by said women you feel me so i ain't gonna say like it's some gay shit or some whatever whatever it's just like maybe it's insecure I think it's like a lot of men with insecurities these days and like men not being willing and unable to like internalize the fact that like, yo, this is not cool what I'm doing. Or like, I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. So like, I think the bro man shit cool. I get it. But like, I think it's like a step further in that whole thought process and like just saying like, yo, it, 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 we got to be more understanding and more open to like what the fuck is going on with us. That was one of the best responses that I've ever gotten from a statement from that particular statement. Like, that makes sense. Because it's like a lot of times, like I said, you get so much negative talk from men when it comes to the aspect of women that it just made me start to think these niggas just want other niggas and don't really realize it you know what I'm I'm not even trying to be funny but you are but but I'm not trying to be like I'm being serious like I really started thinking that way because I started just to hear a lot of men it just sounded like you don't like women you know in general but that makes sense that makes a lot of sense I like it I just there it's based off of like information and just like I took that conversation it's like god damn you know what I'm saying just kind of like try to realize put it in my own like it turned out that shit and 
heard that. Right though. You shaking the table. The mic's moving. I'm not trying to. It's just something that I do as far as just energy. I have to just be more conscious of my moving. The car is on. Put put the husk yeah, down. Put that shit left. down. You're welcome to it. I'm not. No, you yeah, take that man, she eat, that No, she eat five cards. So you might want to come get your car for you me. I bet so you come get it. Because Paige looked at that bitch like four Y'all down bad on this show, <laughs> bro. Y'all down bad on this show, bro. Eat my little piece. I got a little. Like, I can't even. Lord. Lord, sis. <laughs> Oh my god. That card girl, who made that card? My dog. <laughs> who made it? It's me, that Ooh. She made the whole She made the whole Why pack. Why you surprised? You would've that? just made her card. No tacos. It's card. No. You want that mix back. She want that mix back. She want that mix that tastes loud. That tastes loud. She want that mix back. That tastes loud. Please don't beat on the table. <laughs> We gotta put video I'm convinced y'all don't like me. I'm convinced y'all don't like me on the Family Meal podcast. We love you. You just acting a fool. At the taste lounge. At the taste lounge. I think this is the first guest who act more of a fool than y'all two. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Y'all been simple last today. Yeah. I haven't even ever acted like a fool I ever. Before I came in, y'all ain't seen a Good. fool. I asked God to. Help me. Because he's a rabbi. I'm a little rabbi. He likes ribeyes. He's not a rabbi. He like rabbits. That's what he meant to say. He like <laughs> rabbits. No, I'm a rabbi. <laughs> He like rabbits. He like rabbits. That's what he meant to say last week. Not that he a uh, rabbi. Rabbit. He like rabbits. Nah, so you know, this is the last nah, time we're talking about. Her clientele gonna see her. Look, I know y'all down bad for that. Like y'all yeah, no, no. We down bad. Call me when it's time to edit. I have experience with showing the best parts of people since I do public relations. Well, I guess she gonna. I guess she gonna cut her whole self out of the video. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna be us. <laughs> for, one, for one, y'all, just to, for a little backstory, me and all these people met over ten years ago in college. So that's the comf- that that's why I'm so comfortable here at the Taste Lounge. Don't judge me. <laughs> okay. I'm at Page and P class. Me and Jay's legit met in PE, bro. <laughs> Were you in the back of the class beating on a match? And she was like, We at the gym. 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 We got the run laps. We got the run laps. We got the run laps. Find me, Bob. Jumping jack, jumping jack, jumping jack. That's why when that Lil Wayne situation started, I'm like, don't stop. Because me and me, Bob, shout out to my partner, me. Not mean it. Not mean it. Yes, me. My whole life heard a nigga get shot. Shout out to my partner. Me. Nigga said. Me, bro. Me. I don't even care. That's how nasty. Me. What kind of nigga nickname? Me. What the fuck? That nigga need a new nickname. Meatball, meaty. Meaty. 46, meaty. Yeah. 
Disregard that, T. That's one of you. Let's cut that. <laughs> cut that. She said it was Lame. Yeah. What? And I'm sweating. I'm fucking sweating. You sweaty. I'm sweating. Put that with me. Yeah. That's sweaty. terrible. Sweaty me. Sweat me. <laughs> so I sound like I'm old in the gym. Yeah. Yeah, that's I enough. Got sweaty me. That's enough. That's enough for She this. sweaty me. At the tea lounge. Man, anything is possible. gotta go be on the gotta go be on an episode. Anything is possible when you got sweaty meat at the taste lounge. You can't say that, y'all. Oh, serving no. sweaty meat. These two is they fucked up. Meet me in the middle. My head hurt like real 
my shit. Like y'all gotta stop. You started all this. My head. You shouted this man out. Oh shit. Shorty said, shout out me with a sexy voice. Shout out me. I can't help that my voice is just sexy. For the record. My voice sexy. I used to work at Domino's and I used to answer the phone and You want that meat lovers? (laughs) You want that meaty lovers? We got meaty lovers. You want medium? You have on one on there. What y'all offer? Yeah, we got pepperoni meat. We got all the meat. Sausage <laughs> meat. That's what it's all about, Red. Meat, meat, and more meat. Y'all gotta stop. You tore up. <laughs> she crying. That's y'all sweat. Dang, y'all dang, dang, tears. Y'all gotta stop, real talk. Don't go chasing meaty waters. <laughs> y'all gotta stop. <laughs> <laughs> Let me take a boom. Paige, thank you for coming through. Thank y'all so much for having me. I You'll had never awesome be back, time. but thank you for coming. Yeah. Out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm feeling like the Jaguar. Give me that. <laughs> Yeah, I can't no, fuck with y'all. Bro. I can't fuck with y'all. Only real niggas graduated on six and, and, and before. What? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me? No, she's All right, let me get up. <laughs> she tore up. Oh my. <laughs> this episode is done. This episode is done. This episode is done. That's, that's a wrap. That's it. T. T. You got anything? We, we was. We, we were gonna talk about. We, we talked about some shit. I was looking. What? We didn't put anything in the message. Yeah. We talked in the back. Oh, friendship. That was about in the back. Yes, Jules. Yeah. The yes, Jules would have been a long shit. Yeah, we. Uh, we could keep. We could keep. We we can save that for like next yeah. week. Cause even like the yes, Jules thing. Like we could we just could, not even talk about her. Just on the thing of like culture vulture culture and culture. like stuff. Like oh, that. I had cool. something on that. Too. Sorry, sis. <laughs> Meaty got that one. <laughs> you had too many meats on your plate. <laughs> oh no, she shut up too early for the meeting. Cut that shit. Cut. T juice. T came ready for it today. She with the shits today. <laughs> It happened when I got when I lost that owl. I had to come with the power. That owl been fucking me up, bro. You, that owl. I didn't need this the first time in daylight savings time history. I did not know.